0: Welcome to The Crystal Payne Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together.
1: Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. We are going to try something new today. And so many of you have written in with questions that I have not gotten to answer online or on the podcast. And so I wanted to do an episode devoted solely to answering your burning questions. I have no idea where this episode is going to lead. And Jesse is joining me and he is going to ask the questions. And I was talking with him um, right before we went live here and I asked him how he was going to take over once I did the intro. And he said, I didn't need to worry about that because...
2: I just take over. It's, he's just going to take just, over. Just take over and answer or uh, answer." I will ask the questions of you, and uh, we can answer them together.
0: Maybe we'll
1: have very differing answers, though. So That would be, be
2: very enlightening. I, I tried, tried to pick be.
1: a variety of questions, and so this is going to be interesting.
2: Okay. If you had to pick a new hobby, what would it be?
1: Oh, and I haven't thought of these ahead oh, of time. Oh, and me
2: This neither. is this all is like- on
1: the fly. <laughs> so I... I picked the question, but I didn't think of what an answer would be. If I had to pick a new hobby, what would it be? Well, do you remember I was thinking back to I wanted to get a spinning wheel? Do you remember when That's I exactly wanted I to was get a spinning it wheel? Yeah. I still Wait, don't. And
2: be on our iPhone.
1: I still don't necessarily want a spinning wheel, but that was one of those things that for the longest time – I wanted to learn how to make my own, is it yarn? Is that what it's even called? <laughs> I'm like,
2: that, Is that what you knit with, is yarn? Yes, I think you, you knit with yarn. I was
1: going to say thread. <laughs> I'm like, clearly I should not be getting a spinning wheel. But that was one thing. Um,
2: Get a really tiny, I tiny always one and make a thread.
1: I always wish that I could be good at sports. And I picture in my head that I'm really good at sports. And I dream, I think I'm probably really good at sports in my dreams, but... I'm not good at sports. I'm not athletically minded or I think I don't have the creativity, not the creativity. What is the word? Um, the
2: flexibility.
1: Well, flexibility, the, aptitude. Uh, the uh, no. What is the word that I'm thinking of where it's like the um, no, not athleticism. Athleticism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I cannot think of the word um, coordination. That's what it is. They don't have the coordination. I, I just am too. I'm too slow. So you see the the ball coming at you in the volleyball game, and by the time I think about how I should put my hands up to hit it, it's, it's like behind you. hit me in the head yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just not coordinated. But I would I would love to be good at sports. I thought I wanted to have a spinning wheel. I think we're gonna put that hobby away, though. That's not gonna be one. Um, yeah i i th- I have a lot of things that I wish that I was good at, but I don't know that. Like a new hobby, I don't know. I do love learning things. And I love learning things when it comes to marketing or making money or um, saving money. I love those types of things. Right. What about for you?
2: I don't know. As far as a a new hobby, I mean, I like art, maybe painting.
1: You're good at it, though. That's not, you don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could spend more time doing it, but you're good at it.
2: I know that in order to be good at painting, you have to work at it.
1: Well, you would be good at it. You're kind of naturally talented when it comes to your creative and artistic, much more so than me.
2: Mm, I would say I'm more artistic. At least when you
1: draw something, we can tell what it is. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be playing Pictionary with me.
2: No, it would be fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you're on the other team.
2: (laughs) That's always getting on the opposite team. All right. What is your favorite thing about living in Tennessee?
1: I love the scenery and especially in the fall when the leaves are turning, but just Hills coming from Kansas where I lived for how long? 33? 33, years of my life. Um I, it's so flat there. And, and there's some things about that that you love. It's
2: its own beauty. I, I mean, love we go the, back and there's its own. it's definitely has its own beauty, but you also have to probably be from there to appreciate it.
1: Yes. I think you have to be from Kansas to appreciate the quote unquote beauty, but I love, it's easy <laughs> to drive there because everything is a square mile and you can figure out oh, where you are. We're here. And you can, everything see, where you, is you can curving see where you're going. And so that was really hard. But I love just the hills and, this, and just – it feels kind of a lot of times when I'm driving, I think – it feels like I'm on vacation because it's so beautiful here, and, and I'm thinking, I live here.
2: Right. I miss the the weather out there, the, the storms. I mean, we have storms here, but the storms are different there.
1: It wasn't what you miss. It said, what is your I know, favorite I know, thing? I know. But the one thing I like positive. about it is also
2: the weather here. I mean- Conversely. The uh,
1: rain comes down straight.
2: I Yeah, like that was amazing. When
1: the first time it rained here after we moved and we all went to the window and we just kind of had our jaws drop down because it's so windy in Kansas. The rain never comes down straight ever because there's always wind. So the rain is always just – it's this tumultuous rain. So it looks – well. it's
2: Coming on diagonally.
1: It's just being blown all over the place a lot of times, or at least diagonally.
2: Well, I mean, when you're in, and when you're outside, you're always being hit by the wind. That's what it makes life miserable.
1: So we went to the window, and I remember we said, it looks like a movie theater. I'm not, a movie set. The rain on a movie set. you know? Like, oh, I
2: thought it looked like a car wash.
1: <laughs> car wash, okay. Yeah. But I was like, you know how the fake rain, that's what it looked like. It, yeah. it could, rain doesn't come down so straight. We've never <laughs> seen rain so straight.
2: But I like the, uh, the weather. I mean, I was wearing shorts here in January, so that's fun for me.
1: Yes. I mean, to be negative Nelly, I would say <laughs> sometimes in November when everybody else is posting on Pinterest and Facebook about pumpkins and scarves and Pumpkin boots. And, and I'm thinking, and I'm still wearing my shorts and t-shirts, but it does it does cool down. It does for a little while. And, and I do like that it's not frigid in that icy wind. <laughs>
2: We walk out of the airport in Wichita and <laughs> you get hit with I the see wind. <laughs> All right, next question What is your favorite dessert?
1: Can I only pick one?
2: Yes. I like your You're limited to one. <laughs> oh,
1: that's like asking to pick a favorite kid. That's well, not even fair. Who's your
2: favorite kid? <laughs> that's the next question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Catherine sent that one in. <laughs> Just like she wrote the review on iTunes of my podcast. She figured out how to write a review of the podcast. And she showed it to me before she posted it. And it was all about like, I love her podcast. I love her. Da, da, da. And I especially love her oldest daughter. She's amazing, or something like that. I said, "No, you cannot post that." But yeah. she did end up posting something about the podcast because she said, "Mom, I listened to it. I can leave a review." So I let her. Anyway, what is my favorite dessert? I, I mean, obviously anything with chocolate. No, I mean, I like I love tiramisu, a really good tiramisu, but
2: the one from Italy.
1: The one it was really good in Italy. Um, but also, I think. The um, chocolate chip cookie – what is it? Like the deep dish cookie pizza when it's fresh out of the oven with ice cream. I think that's mm. really one of my favorites. Anything chocolate, really good chocolate cake. I, I could keep going. Yeah. Okay, your turn. I,
2: I, I can basically echo whatever you're saying. So it's – there. I can't pick one.
1: Now, the next question is funny coming on the heels of that.
2: I need tips for the willpower to cut back on sugar. Okay, we're skipping that one.
1: (laughs) I know. I was like, actually, really? I I didn't even plan it. And I just put, I just was copying and pasting the questions in. And I was like, oh, what's your favorite dessert? And how do you cut back on sugar? Well,
2: here's one thing I I just now thought about this, and this might help. Um, I remember here, what was it, three years ago, two years ago? Catherine actually went. A full month without sugar. Do you remember that? Yes. And the reason she did that was because she was being influenced by a friend of hers, and they did this challenge together.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it was because we, were, we offered to pay her money if she no, did
2: it. We, no, that, that, <laughs> I, I think, think we that was put that on top big incentive. Of, of that as well. But what initially was the impetus was the fact that she was in a challenge with a friend and that accountability and and she would hold her friend accountable
1: That's all true. The time. I had forgotten that. And and she realized very quickly within a day mm-hmm. that she was addicted yeah. to sugar. And, and that's then why we said, then when she
2: went back If you
1: actually go for 30 days, yeah. we will pay you money cuz we didn't think there we didn't was think any she way that she it. could do it. And I think the first week was awful for her. And her
2: taste buds changed and you now I just did a 35-day challenge here started beginning of January. And it was not a no sugar, but it was definitely a change in my diet, which was really helpful having that accountability. And so that, that's a real big theme in how you can get willpower is you know be accountable to somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking whenever I did the 18 months where I was working with the nutritionist and I ate so little sugar. I mean, he said I could have pie for Christmas and Thanksgiving. I
2: was worried that your ears were going to start growing longer. By the time you are off that diet, turning into a rabbit,
1: <laughs> yes, I ate a lot of vegetables, and my, my taste buds definitely changed for me. Where I was craving roasted broccoli and sweet potato fries and hey, those salmon, are good, though. I know they are, and I still to this day I Especially love put
2: Parmesan cheese on it.
1: that. Um, but I think for me, it was the accountability of knowing I was having to check in with him every single day. And tell how I was doing. That provided a lot of accountability. I think also, then sticking with it, it's very empowering. If you stick with it, I think you are empowered, and then you you want to keep sticking with it. At least especially, for me,
2: especially if you see results.
1: I think everybody is different, though. Um, it's Gretchen Rubin. She has the book for the four tendencies that I've actually never read, but I've read her stuff about the four tendencies, and it's all how. You are motivated and some people are internally motivated and some people are externally motivated. And I think it's important to know which you are. So for me, I'm much I am more internally motivated. If I set a goal for myself, if I create a checklist or I have some type of way that I am keeping myself accountable, I can stay accountable. Like I'm the kind where I will exercise every day because I'm internally motivated. Right. Whereas you are more the kind external motivation, I think.
2: Yeah, generally.
1: So figuring that out, I think, is also going to help you in any form of discipline or some goal you set or habit you want to develop, figuring out which it is. And I think if you can actually set up both, where you have the internal motivation some way that you are personally keeping yourself accountable, a checklist, an app, some type of thing that you're you're checking in with yourself, but then also that you have the external motivation, then I think you're hitting it from both sides where you have an accountability partner that you're checking in with as well. I think that's going to help you really be able to stick with something.
2: Well the other thing too is don't bite off more than what you can chew.
1: No pun intended what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about.
2: No, no well, like you don't chew sugar cutting necessarily. Back on sugar. But
1: um everything that sugar is in, let's hope you're not just eating s- straight up sugar. Sugar,
2: yeah. But take one thing away at a time. You know, if you have problems across the board, you know, and you really like pop. You or, know, soda. or soda. A lot or of people are in Kansas, whatever. they don't yeah, call it yeah, pop. Coke, soda,
1: Coca Cola.
2: No, just Coke. Then just remove one can a day.
1: You how know how many cans are you drinking?
2: A lot. I mean,
1: <laughs> you did used to drink a yeah. lot.
2: When and, yes. and, and and it really helped that we limited the the soda intake to you know one pop a week. Yeah, that's what we what have at doing. our
1: house. Um, I don't because I don't care for it. But anyway, um, I was also thinking that replacing it, and so having other things that you look forward to, I feel like instead of saying what I can't have, focus on what you can have. So what's something that you really love figuring out? You know, this smoothie, or maybe you say, I'm going to allow myself to have honey or maple syrup or figuring things that are naturally sweetened so that you have things to look forward to. So it's not just like you're making your life miserable.
2: Right. Definitely. You want to be a positive, not a negative. If you didn't run Money Saving Mom what job do you think that you would have?
1: I don't know. I, my aspirations as a child was I wanted to be a grocery cashier. So I was really dreaming big. I just wanted to be able to use the little beeper thing. I thought that mm-hmm. was so cool. I would set up my little Legos and I'd have this little thing that I'd make and I'd beep, beep. I just thought it was so cool. I, if they only had self-checkouts when I was a kid, would just it would have been the best thing ever. I mean, I always saw my big dream was that I was going to have 12 kids and I was going to be a stay-at-home homeschooling mom. So I, I don't know. I know that I would not probably be happy in any sort of job where I was working for someone else.
2: No, oh, I think you'd be manager, CEO somewhere.
1: Because I'm very independent. But I don't, th- I'm I don't think- I'm very independent thinker and, and I don't work well. <laughs> well on a team? No, no. I don't work well. That, for I, that's,
2: that's why I stopped saying what I was going to say. I'll, I'll let you say What that. were you going to say?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know that about myself that I know that I'm better in a leadership position than I, would, than I am in a follower position. And I
2: think it'd be a small team.
1: Yes. So I don't... Of I don't one. <laughs> Of one. <laughs> so I just can maybe lead myself possibly. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about for you? If you, I mean, what job did you always think that you would do? when you were younger i know you wanted to be an attorney from the time oh, you were a teenager i, mean, I wanted to but... work,
2: work with my dad for the longest time oh. wanted to do constitutional litigation at a law school probably something like that i think
1: is there any job right now that you think that's like your dream someday if you were crazy you'd go try to do that job
2: no i mean i like helping people and i like working out maybe working at a gym somewhere. Who knows?
1: I think you'd be really good at that. I know one thing I have always thought would be fun, but I think in reality it wouldn't be, but I would like being on like a TV show where you weren't like, a, you were on like the view or something like that. Not the view because, well, we won't get into that, but <laughs> 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 you're giving me this teen
2: guy. No, my eyes are
1: closed. Uh, no, but some kind of show I have gotten pitched for some different things before and nothing's ever come of it, but I've always thought it'd be really fun yeah. to do. I love actual, you know, live video is something that I love and, and that's personal sort of,
2: interaction and that back sort of and thing. forth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, my big hangout having a is,
2: podcast. It's a really good idea. A
1: podcast. Yeah. My big thing is that I could probably never do one of those shows where you have a group of people that they're the co-host or whatever, because I am so uncultured, don't know anything about culture up until about two thousand. 15. So anything that they were talking about before 16. then, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the cultural references because I grew up in a bubble. So that would be a problem. But
2: you're learning though.
1: I am slowly I mean, learning. Tribute, but I have a, trivia night's really helping. I have a lot to learn.
2: All right. What's the f- worst financial decision you have ever made and what did you learn from it?
1: I did think about this question. This was the one that I did think about. And the one that I came up with, and maybe you, you can disagree with me, if, but when we're talking monetary decision mm-hmm. would be hiring on this um, company that was going to take over our email list and was going to develop it into this amazing big deal. sort of thing that we spent hours. We met with them in person. We had lots of money and lots and lots of money. And um, it only hurt our email list. And yeah,
2: we, we saw no return. From we it.
1: backtracked with when all the all the work and all the effort and all the hours and all the money thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for nothing. So I think that that was like at least business-wise that is the biggest financial decision that I've made that has completely gone belly up. Yeah. What do you think like personally? I I mean cuz for me business and personal is
2: it's so con- tied together, yeah. connected
1: because that affects us Personally, anything business affects us personally.
2: I'm, on my end, I think, <laughs> I think the worst financial decision when I, with my law practice was paying for phone book advertising because nobody used the phone book anymore.
1: Um, so. Also, the bathroom advertising. It the, was, hey, that was
2: creative. That was creative the bathroom, and unique. The yeah. bathroom
1: doors. Yes. So that's but just it was, weird. It's
2: bad when the only people that come and say, hey, I saw your ad in the bathroom were other attorneys.
1: Yes. But Especially he, when
2: the women attorneys would come up and say, what, what were you doing? T-
1: that's a little weird. I, I was thinking of you when I was in the bathroom. Exactly, that was yeah. what they would say. I
2: had a prosecutor come up and tell me that one time. I was <laughs> like, "Ah, that's awkward." Let's see. What is your favorite date night?
1: Favorite date night. Anytime we have a date. It's a special occasion because <laughs> we don't we don't have a lot of dates, just the two of us. I mean, every Tuesday night we go out with two other couples and we do trivia at a local brewery, and it's super fun. That's they, a blast. They just run a trivia thing, and it's just and we off we've gotten pretty good at it, so we usually win a gift a gift certificate almost every
2: yeah. time. Especially so when there's only three teams playing, it's
1: completely free. So it's a great date night because it's free, free fun. But as far as for the for you and I, I mean, I think we love to go to movies together.
2: Yeah, we that's just, probably.
1: We just went to, we've gone to two actually in the last two weeks, I think, because we went to Free Solo.
2: Oh, yeah. And we
1: went to They Shall Not, Not Grow Old. Old just yesterday. And so I think I think we both really enjoy going to a movie. Yeah, especially um, when you can eat. And I think the other thing is our our parents usually give us gift certificates for our birthday and Christmas to yeah. a nice restaurant. nice restaurant in town. And we don't really usually pay to go out to nice restaurants, but when they give us the gift cards, we will definitely do that. So that was kind of boring answers, but boring, but true. Did you have anything else to add?
2: No, no. I think as far as what we actually do. Yeah, probably in the movie. Now, here's a big one. Oh, are we out of time? Oh.
1: No, nope, not out of time. Not out of time
2: yet. How do you live without a credit card?
1: Um, you don't have one? <laughs> it's so interesting. I have one, but you don't I, have yes, one. Yes, you have one. Um, it's so interesting because this is something that's been coming up a lot on Instagram stories recently. And I'm realizing that there are a lot of misconceptions about credit cards. And one of the things recently, someone asked me about, you know, well, how do you shop online? If you don't have a credit card, because I heard you couldn't shop online if you don't have a credit card. And multiple people, I mean, I'd say probably at least 15 people wrote in and they're like, you can't shop online with a, unless you have a credit card. So there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about it. And I've never had a credit card um, just because I've never needed to have a credit card. And I think it's also for me, it's become kind of a matter of principle because of running Money Saving Mom. And I feel like there's no reason that I've ever needed to have a credit card, so I just haven't had one. So how do you right. live without one? Well, you have a debit card, and a lot of people don't seem to know that you can – if you have a Visa debit card, you can use it just like a credit card in any online purchase we've run into. Or it, in stores,
2: too. You can it, run it as stores, credit. In stores, you can run debit. it as
1: credit. I always choose to run it as credit. We've never had an issue with – people are always worried that it's going to get stolen, money's going to get stolen out of their account, or they're going to get scammed. Our bank is so good about they text us if our card is, they feel like our card's being used in some way that's not, that seems out of the ordinary right. so if we, really cool when we go to a different country and we're using our card there they'll text us they won't run it they'll send us a text and we have to then reply to the text and say yes and give them permission to run the card um so they stop the charges so i we haven't had an issue and i think the only the only times we've run into issues is when we were getting our first apartment. You had to have your dad co-sign. Yes, because we didn't have credit. I'd
2: forgotten about that one.
1: And then the second time was when I went to get your my iPhone. They required a five hundred dollar deposit because I didn't have credit. Right. And then we've run into an issue with one rental car company. Is that right? That's right. Which car company is it? Avis. Avis. But the other ones. So we've used our we've used our debit card all over the world in different countries. Never. Had an issue rented
2: a car many, 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 many times. We don't use Avis, we use Enterprise, but
1: or sometimes we've used other places. But and so we just use our debit cards online. And um, you do have a credit card, you mm-hmm. chose to get one because we ran into some issue. With, well, it was
2: a rental car because rental car. we were leaving the rental car. Someplace different from where we were renting it,
1: because when you rent a car, you from an airport, you have to show them proof of that you're flying back.
2: Well, with a debit card. Yes, you do. Mm. And in this particular instance, they wouldn't let us rent a car to travel out of state and leave it at another place out of state unless you had a credit card. And we were able to get it to work, but um, it was a big hassle. It was a huge hassle.
1: Yeah. So you got the a secured credit card is yes, that Yes, I it's got called? a secured
2: credit card through a bank. So the, what they do is they basically it's like a debit card really in mm-hmm. all actuality because you have a, a certain amount on deposit at the bank and that's your limit. That's your credit limit. You can't go more above that because that's all you have in the bank.
1: Do and you know then, if you actually are getting credit, you know, like if yeah. you're you're building up your credit yeah. from it? Do you know what that's your credit, what for. Do you know what your credit score is? No.
2: I don't need a normal credit score.
1: I mine is mine is non existent the last time we checked, remember? They said I'm not in the system. Like I have no credit. But you know, I don't think that it's for everyone. I don't think that the choice is that we're not saying that credit cards are evil, just for me. It's been a matter of principle and we have not needed it. And I think when we were first married, you then did get a credit card and you were using it for Things. little things little, little, little things purchases. and it was yeah. and I it didn't
2: easily could have gotten out of hand yes
1: and it was like you were going down the path of swiping it kind of without the thinking of right. consequences and so that's when we decided you decided like we're not gonna have credit cards and right. so then we, you just got the secured credit card I think last year was it last year or the mm, year before a
2: couple years yeah mm-hmm. so is there anything you've started and never followed through with
1: it's funny because the person had more on this one, and she said, you're so good at following through. You always seem to do everything you set out to do. And I was cracking up because I thought, oh, goodness. Remember all the things on my blog, all the series that I started on the oh, blogs yes, yes. that I was had. We're going to do 52 weeks of whatever. And about th- week three, I quit because… Yeah. I have learned not to set myself up for failure. I've gotten better and better about doing that. Yeah. And not to commit to some long-term thing that I am not absolutely sure that I can do it.
2: I was trying to um, develop the habit of breathing, and I didn't follow through with it.
1: (laughs) Oh, dad jokes. Dad jokes. Okay. Can you think of anything, though, specific? For me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Everything. Not everything. (laughs) I mean, that's a hasty generalization. That's a
2: hasty generalization, but that's something that I've uh, struggled with. I tend to start things and not finish them. Reading books. I mean, it took forever for me to finish a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would start books. I remember that. I would start books, and it was an amazing day if I if I was actually finishing it.
1: I used to start a lot of books and not finish them, though, too. And I think a lot of it was I would have twelve books going at once. Yeah, and that was my problem. Is the overachiever in me would think, well, it's kind of like, you know, let's more is better. So, but then I would never I, I it was I didn't finish a lot of books. And this was a lot whenever we had three young kids and yes. I had this big vision of who I thought I should be or wanted to be, but I wasn't keep you know, really paying attention to the fact that you have three young children and you work full time from home. You need to take that into account because we yeah. found some of the goals that I set during that time frame oh. in my life and they were ridiculous. Like yeah. in what? in what universe would I think that I could well, actually do Well, there weren't this? really
2: goals either. There were more aspirations and wishes and desires. It mm-hmm. wasn't concrete goals that you could meet. So, so I and think mine were the same way, exactly the same way.
1: Getting better at knowing your limitations mm-hmm. and being realistic and setting goals that are going to inspire you. Not set,
2: Yeah, set small goals. I mean, if, you have, if you're if you having issues following through, just say, hey, I want to clean the house today. That's the goal for today. Well, that, that I'm might be
1: for some people that's like a, a massively huge goal. Okay, maybe I'm going to clean one closet or one room Yeah, today. I mean, okay.
2: my point is just <laughs> making it small that you can reach that
1: and is, then celebrate. Right, that it's doable because I think if. You know, I know some people, and we've, I mean, I've talked about, you know, you need to set these big, hairy, audacious goals, which can be good if it's going to motivate you. But if it's just going to make you feel like you're a failure, then that is setting yourself up for frustration. So I think to know yourself and know, okay, maybe you just need to set a goal for today or for the next three weeks or I know for some things for my blog this year, some of the goals that I wanted to put on my list, I didn't put on my list because I was like, I there there's going to be too many goals on the list for one. And that's too much. But also, I don't know how this year is going to play out. And I don't know in six months from now, is this going to work? So I'm going to set it kind of aside and be like, I hope this happens this year, but I'm not going to put it on my goals list. So kind of knowing myself and knowing better what, what motivates me. And you want your goals to be something that you're excited about. right? And that they're fun and that you're really inspired and excited to wake up every day to be working on them versus you're just so overwhelmed by them.
2: Right. Have you talked about dating or courting with your kids yet? Absolutely. <sighs> I, 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 we got I,
1: this question a lot. I don't so know how many times we've been asked this I, af- after I, actually our courtship. I just, episode. just
2: talked to them about it the, this morning, actually, on the way to school. Ooh, you, you I don't know about know this, this conversation. So we were driving, the kids were talking about, they, they like to challenge each other with grammar questions. And, you know, we got two threes in the car, you know, you're right, you're right. No, threes. Threes. Anyway, Kate, one of them was asking about a specific. Um, like a predicate nominative. And I think they were saying, What case is the predicate nominative always in? And you know, and something like that. And I, I asked, Well, what what about the predicate dative? And then I said, No, that's a bad case. We don't do that in our house. We we only do courting and they just started laughing. So and then they were like, Are you gonna make us court? So I guess that question that they asked says no, we haven't talked about it.
1: <laughs> we've had well, we've had conversations around. You know, the girls are fourteen and eleven, and well, they
2: told me that they already started courting this morning. <laughs> was the answer to that question? I was like, Oh, really?
1: They have a very different definition of courtship. It's all hidden I know, from I the hidden the, from their parents. They started so. dating with them being fourteen and eleven, and you know, they're at the age where we need to be having conversations. We need to right. not just put our head in the sand. We realize that they're growing up and the kids that they're around are growing up. And so we have had a lot of conversations with girls about boys and about how you interact right. with boys and, you know, kind of our thoughts and, you know, our hopes for them. But I think for us, we don't want to put it out there. A lot of people have come and said, well, what are you going to do with your kids? I don't know. I I don't know. We have across that we bridge. And, and have- honestly,
2: I, I don't want to, pigeonhole
1: Right, because I feel like, I think for me, one of the big things is wanting them to be able to seek the Lord, wanting us to be able to seek the Lord, and I think if you put it out there, like, here is our plan for how it's going to go down with our kids,
2: Right. and right. you put
1: it out there publicly, you're, well, kind of playing God in a sense, because you're not allowing God to work in a way that might be very different than what you can dream or imagine, but also, I think it's the thing of, you're putting your kids in a difficult position because then you're making them kind of forcing them to follow this plan that you've put out to the public. And I think that that can be dangerous when you don't know. So I, I Honestly,
2: that plan may change.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you just do nothing but set up possibly bitterness later on.
1: So I think for us, we have had a lot of conversations. We have talked about you know purity and what that looks like and
2: making sure and having great communication. I mean that's right. really key.
1: And just talking to with them, talking through situations that they've had with boys, talking about but not saying to them this is what we want you to do, but I think we try to more approach it of now tell us how you feel about that and why do you think that that you know asking them why, asking them One of the questions that I ask a lot is, you know, what do you think Jesus would have you do in this situation? And kind of just really pointing them to the Lord. That's really our heart. And knowing that they're going to make mistakes, we're going to make mistakes. It's part of the process. That's why we have Jesus. If we didn't make mistakes, we wouldn't need Jesus. And I think that just taking it one day at a time. And so I will be happy to talk about what we've done with our children once it's done.
2: Once we've done it. Like,
1: But I don't think it's – I think it's going to be more how we've walked with our children I, mm-hmm. more than this is the plan that we followed, but more we walked with our children, this is how it looked. And it's probably going to look very different with each child.
2: Because that's the way we parent. It's, we, it's for each individual child has different needs and different desires, and, and they're not all going to fit in the same box. Mm-hmm. In fact, we don't like putting them in boxes. But, I mean, my big thing is I want them to be – comfortable with coming to us in any situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they have a relationship, I want them to be able to come to us and say, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. This is what we're feeling. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, and being comfortable with us.
1: Yeah. And knowing that they can share their hearts with us and that no matter what they do, no matter the decisions and choices that they make, that's not going to change our love for them. And we're always here And willing and open to talk with them instead of them feeling like they need to sneak around or hide things because they don't want us to get angry with them. And so just really trying to have those conversations now and open up those doors of communication and have their heart and establish that now in preparation for whatever the future holds for them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really what our heart is and what we're hoping to do. But you can ask us in 20 years probably 15 years, 10 years. I don't know. And we can let you know. We're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And if you loved this burning questions and us answering them on the fly, then let us know because this might be something that we do on occasion in the future. And as always, if you have a question on any topic that you'd love for us to answer in a future episode, or you just have any feedback or suggestions, or, you know, you say, I'd love to see you guys do a show on this or an episode on this, just shoot an email to crystal at money mom.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the crystal pain show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today.
0: For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.